So we're here at the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo. We're at the Sneak Tech booth. And I have Jeff Bradley with me with, uh, with uh, Christensen's Arms. Jeff, welcome. I'm glad for the opportunity to just have a chair for a while. Yeah, it feels good to when sit down, doesn't it? When you're on the third day of a four-day show, <laughs> just a little bit of a break like this, a good excuse to have a chair is welcome. Hey, I saw your little booth that you guys got up. That little, is it a meeting room or I don't know what it is. I'd be in there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, we've got a conference room. If things get too bad, we can go go take a break in there and get out of the, out of the hustle and bustle. But it's just like the number of people today. We were talking about that. Yeah. Here, here at the WHACE, it's just... For whatever reason, we're just stacked in here. A ton yeah. of people, and they're looking at hunts, and they're looking at, at equipment, and looking at guns. And uh -huh. It's really refreshing. It's been a great, great experience to be here. Well, you you were saying that you know a lot of people are coming with intent too. It's not just yeah. people just passing by. Like people are really looking at what you've got, which that's amazing with the number of people here. So many times, people just do a flyby. Yeah. You know, they see your booth. They don't even really slow down. They just walk through the booth casually scan mm -hmm. what's on the wall yeah. and then they're gone. Today and for this show, they've been walking directly into the booth and reaching for a firearm, whether it's one their buddy ordered or they just ordered one or it's the one their dad bought, you mm -hmm. know. And so with the intent of learning more about firearms, they've been coming in the booth for the last 3 days, so that's been great. Man. Yeah, every time I've been by the booth, uh, the Christians and Arms booth, it's been full of people. I well, mean, that just barely was crazy though. It was, yes. <laughs> Sometimes there's not even room for the people that work in the booth to be in the booth, which is really good, right? You'd rather have it be that way than the other. Right. And part of the reason for that though is because we've got a lot of cool new stuff in yeah. there. We yeah, that, that's, I want to talk about that because I feel like Christians have really, I mean, you guys have really come out with a lot of new stuff lately. I mean, just in this last few months and I'd love to like talk about that. So kind of kick us off. What What's some of the newest stuff that people are really interested in? So typically we're known for a carbon wrap barrel. We're yeah. the first people to, to pioneer that technology. And what that's translated into is people expect lightweight and accurate rifles from us. Yeah. So that's our goal every day when we go to the, the little factory is to produce what, we, what we're known for. And so this year we've come up with a stock that uses the latest innovation in composite technology. It's called flash forge technology. Yeah. And it changes the way carbon fiber is used to make a component. We're using infrared heat in the forging process, which has taken the place of the old RTM molding process. Yeah. And so it just changes the way we make a carbon fiber piece for a gun. And so the biggest example, best example of that, is the stock on our most popular rifles. Last year's version of that stock is one pound heavier with the old technology than this year's technology with the new stock. 16 ounces out of a stock just like that. And the integrity of the stock, everything's still just as strong oh, as Christensen's has always amazing. been. Yes, sir. Really? Absolutely. That's yeah. amazing to me, you can save it. I mean, for someone that, I backpack a lot. And so for someone that's backpack hunting, like that's huge. One pound can make all the difference in the out world. Of, out of just the stock. That's crazy. It's phenomenal. Man. And, and people, people walk up and they don't really believe it till they hold one in each hand and then yeah. they do, you know. I haven't done that yet, so I, I was telling you I bought a new gun. I bought, I just bought the Ridgeline. I didn't buy the Ridgeline FFT. Mm -hmm. Maybe I shouldn't go put the other one in my you hand. May, I might regret it immediately. You may, you may be saving for another rifle <laughs> if you go lift one up. And then, you know, to a lot of people, one pound's not a really big deal, but to a lot of our customers, yeah. that's huge. If you're going to go on a 10-day sheep hunt mm -hmm. and carry that rifle every day with you, it's, it adds up. And, and a lot of older hunters, you know, they say, gosh, I've been hunting with my same rifle for 20 years or so it's a nine and a half pound gun right it's going to mean the difference between having a great day in the field with a lighter rifle mm -hmm. or carrying one that is too heavy for him anymore so. yeah 
Yeah, that's what I've noticed a big thing. So I used to, uh, and I, I mean, I still do. Like I've got my Tika, you know yep. that. And I had a heavy scope on it, and I just got I just got so sick of carrying a heavy gun around, and so I I went looking around, and I, I've always loved Christensen, so I've got a, a, another Christensen's gun as well. And I was like, why would I go anywhere else? It's super light and it's reliable too. So you're not you're not sacrificing reliability or accuracy for the lightweight of the gun, yep. which is amazing to me. We uh, well, the other thing we pride ourselves on is not just being lightweight and accurate, but being made in the USA, mm -hmm. right here in Central Utah. And we've got a limited lifetime warranty on the firearm, yeah. and that includes an accuracy guarantee. So there's a lot of security in making that Christensen Arms purchase with the company behind the gun. Yeah, so. I, that, and that actually went through my mind as well. You know, it's nice. You know, I'm, I'm a bit biased because I'm right here in Central yeah. Utah, and so I can just shoot over the mountain and, exactly. and talk to you guys. But I think there's a lot of people that having that that warranty there is is a, a big deal. You know, it's it's a guarantee that won't go away. Yep, so you're right. We will definitely back up your purchase. If you buy one of our rifles, you have that security of knowing the company's there behind you. That's awesome. So which guns come in the FFT? So we've got the FFT initially launched with the Mesa line oh, okay. and the Ridge lines. Mm -hmm. And so we've got Mesas and Ridge lines with an FFT stock and even the titanium version of the Mesa and Ridge line. So there's even a few more ounces off the overall weight of the, of the gun. What does that gun weigh? What does the titanium Mesa good, good FFT question. weigh? And that's probably been the most popular question for us at, yeah. our, at, the, at the show. If you walk in the booth and you look at the Mesa, the Ridgeline TI uh -huh. with the FFT stock, it's a shade under five pounds. Oh my gosh. Four, four pounds and change, not quite the five. And then if you get the stainless steel version of the same rifle, it's a shade over five pounds. Oh. So, before any optics or anything, that's a pretty lightweight rifle Dude, to get started with. That's a, that's unreal. It's unreal that you can make a gun that light. A functional center fire big mm. game rifle under five pounds. Well, and it's almost deceiving. So, like, even my, my regular Ridgeline, which is super light, you know, it yeah. may not be FFT light, but it's still super light. You look at the gun, and you're like, okay, that's going to be a heavy gun because it's got, you know, this 26-inch barrel mm. on it, this muzzle brake. And then you go pick it up, and it's, it's just a feather yeah. in your hands. Yes, sir. Yep. It's amazing. So just those two guns right now, the Mesa and the Ridgeline, are an FFT? So far. Okay. But we, well, do, we do translate that FFT technology over into some other components. Okay. So, for example, uh, and when we talk about the, the, the FFT stock, we, when we roll those FFT models out in Ridgeline and Mesa, we also do an FFT bolt knob and an oh. FFT hinge. Hinge four plate, oh my so gosh. carbon fiber four plate and carbin fiber bolt knob. It's a pretty cool package. That is a, so it definitely stands out. Yeah, I then, you can't beat that. <laughs> and, and then we use that FFT technology in some components for our new modern hunting rifle. Yeah. So wow. Another cool thing. You glanced at one. Yeah. Over there. I was gonna say we were looking at it there yeah. for a minute. So. So last year at Shot Show. We had some 3D printed representations of what we were going to have. Uh -huh. So we announced that last year. This year, it's a real gun. We've right. shipped five or 600 of them. We had two of them at range day, and we shot them. We had a couple of hundred industry people come through and shoot those guns. And so it's gone from being just an idea for us or a concept to a functional shipping firearm. And part of the advantage to that rifle is going to be it's kind of springboards on the success of the MPR, uh -huh. the modern precision rifle. Right. The modern hunting rifle runs in a small aluminum chassis. Mm -hmm. the, the barreled action is, is mounted into it. It's yeah. B-block bedded, so it's very, very accurate. And then from that platform, 
You can you can interchange box magazine, internal floor plate. Oh, really? You can interchange hand guards. You can interchange the pistol grips that that, that your hand yeah. uses to approach the trigger. Uh -huh. uh, butt stocks. There's going to be a lot of modularity, so you can fit that rifle exactly to the intended purpose and the individual shooter and optic. So it's a completely custom gun. I mean, you can take it from from front to back and just make it completely custom how yes, you want it for you. We've redesigned the action. It's got a new barrel treatment. The barrels look different. Uh -huh. Same carbon fiber barrel, just looks different. And it is basically a departure from everything we have done. And depending on what your intended purpose is, you can buy the components and interchange them. Even the cheek rise and length of pull is adjustable on those guns. And oh so, my gosh. Yeah, you can custom tailor that gun right to the shooter. So you, are, <laughs> Are you tailoring those more to like long-range shooters, hunters, or is it? I mean, it's just it's for everybody. It is. It'll be. It'll have a wide range of appeal. Yeah. Depending on the configurations, and we're still working on a lot of stuff. We've got two models out now for sure. Right. The hunter version, and then the the LT, mm -hmm. the lightweight version. So there's going to be more to come. But yeah, you can you can go almost anywhere from. In in the end, you'll be able to go from a tactical bench rifle and then interchange components and carry it on your shoulder in September on an elk hunt. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Because most of the time you're, you're, you're two different guns there, all, at least two different guns yeah. in that kind of situation. To have your bench gun to your hunting gun, yeah. to be able to have that, just switch a few components and have a, a hunting gun out of that, that's that's amazing. Same guarantee, right, for, for accuracy yes, and all that, right? Yes, sir. Yep. That, oh, man, that is, that is huge. What are you guys doing? I, I've noticed there's a lot more, uh, maybe not a lot more, but I, I see it a lot more on social media, a lot more like AR-15 platforms and things like that. Yep. Are you guys focusing on that right now or is it just something I'm seeing? The, still the biggest the biggest demand for our products is our legacy products, is our bolt-action hunting rifles and our long-range precision rifles. Uh -huh. uh, right now our 1911 sale is actually dormant because we've got such demand for those other products. But we are working on modern sporting rifles. We've always done that. And uh, they've sold very, very well for us. Yeah. And so our, I like to, I think our, our modern sporting rifles are not the, not the least expensive rifles when you go to look at one. Right. But they are very, very high-end, dependable, accurate modern sporting rifles. And they look good. I was going to say, they, they look amazing. They look absolutely, they're beautiful guns. That, that whole wall that you guys have yeah. over there is just... And there may or may not be some chopped carbon fiber flash forge technology in some of those handguards. Oh, really? So, yeah, they, there is. <laughs> so you'll see that evidence even in some of our handguards on our MSRs. Do you see a lot more of that FFT going into to more of what you guys are doing in the future? Not just for us. I think in the whole industry, is oh, you really? see carbon fiber components in other products out mm -hmm. in the out in the world, mm -hmm. you're going to see more of that chopped carbon fiber look. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah if you can make it lighter, you know, if you think about backpack uh, you know frame systems mm -hmm. and trekking poles and stuff like that if you could use that and shave off some weight on each one of those yep. I mean us as hunters we're all about lightweight another another benefit of that technology is this we're, we try to be good students good good stewards of an environment yeah. there's zero waste on that flash forge technology in other words with the old RTM molding you'd cut loose ends off and have some left over and Honestly, there, there was some scrap involved in mm -hmm. that, and there isn't now. We can use everything. So. Do you guys do that in-house? Yes. It's I got to come see that. It's a, it's a Christensen <laughs> company that's wow. making those those products for us. Yeah, right in Gunnison. Man, sky's the limit with that kind of technology. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's got a lot of potential for us. So with your guys' carbon barrels, you know, like you said, 
Christensen's really was the, the grandfather of the, mm -hmm. the carbon fiber barrel. How much has that barrel changed from the beginning to today? So originally when they started the company, they bought Remington 700 rifles, mm -hmm. removed the barrel, proprietarily contoured the barrel, and then wrapped it with carbon fiber and reinstalled it. That worked well for a while, but mm -hmm. we realized there wasn't our ability to control the quality of a barrel because we were using somebody else's barrels. Yeah. And so at some point, not too many years ago, the Christensen family decided to start making our own barrels, bought the equipment, brought in the people. And so now we make our own barrels just like everybody else does. They come in in long sticks of bar stock. They go through a bar feeder and we, we cut them up and, and punch a hole in them and, and barrel them, you know. And uh -huh. we, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into a Christensen barrel. We, once they're, once they're button rifled, we relieve the internal stress with a heat cycle. Mm -hmm. All of our barrels are hand lapped. And then they're and then they're chambered, the barrel tenon threaded, muzzle threads put on, and then we carefully and proprietarily wrap them in carbon fiber. Wow. And the carbon fiber, a lot of people don't know this, but the, the stainless steel liner would be safe to shoot with no carbon on it. But, oh. but after it's after it's contoured, we wrap it in multiple layers of different carbon fiber, a radial layer for, uh -huh. for strength, and then a monodirectional layer for rigidity. So, yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool process. So it's changed quite a bit since the the early days. Of, some things of, of, are the same. Yeah, you know, some things haven't changed, but yeah, wow. it's, it's a better barrel than originally. I was gonna say, have you seen a lot of improvements as, yes. as far as durab Is it more durability or is it more accuracy or both? Uh, probably more with accuracy. Is it because we can control the the elements that go into yeah. the quality of a barrel. If we didn't have a pretty good handle on our barrels, we wouldn't offer a sub-MOA guarantee. Yeah. And some of our guns have a sub-half MOA guarantee. How? So, yep. Yeah. Do you guys, and I apologize, I don't know the answer to this question, but do you still sell just barrels, or is it we is do. it just firearms? Yes, sir. You still sell barrels? The company's okay selling Remington 700 short-chambered barrels, okay. which would be basically a direct replacement for any Remington 700 receiver. Okay. And then we sell gunsmith barrel blanks. And that gunsmith blank would allow someone who owns a rifle that's not a Remington 700 rifle to have a gunsmith custom finish that barrel for their receiver and what they wanted. So, so I really, so I have a Tika 7 mag um, that I've just burned the barrel up on it. I could buy one of those barrels, have a gunsmith machine it, and, and put it onto my Tika. Yes, sir, you could. Just buy a gunsmith barrel blank, and that's what they're made for, is just for that reason. Wow. Does that have uh, a guarantee to it? Uh, it does not. It doesn't? Because okay. Because so much of that work is out of our hands. I was wondering hands. that. Yeah. yeah. We'll provide the material and then hopefully it's machined right and you have a good result. But it doesn't have our sub-MOA guarantee for accuracy. Yeah. Okay. The other thing I want to talk to you about is I feel like you guys have really uh, ventured out into your dealers. You know, like, you and I were kind of talking about on the way over here. Like, I was able to just go to Sportsman's Warehouse and buy a Christensen Arms gun, which I've always thought that that's just crazy to me. Yeah. You know, that this is a very custom, beautiful gun. It's not what you would buy in a sportsman's warehouse. Is that something you guys have been focusing on lately? So the way we get guns to consumers has changed a lot in the last few years. And we've tried to not only create a lot of positive pull for our guns, uh -huh. that is getting customers into our dealers, but we've tried to make our guns more readily available to our dealers. So we have a few different ways dealers can deal with us. We've got dealers who deal direct with the factory day in, day out. They, they do a lot of business, and uh, they send their orders directly to us. We fill the orders and ship directly to them. Nice. And then we've got a lot of other dealers who are dealers through distribution. We have gone out and selected some of the nation's very best national distributors of firearms. Uh -huh. And we'll send pallets of guns to those distributors, 
and then those distributors in turn have dealer clients. Okay. Maybe those dealer clients don't sell quite as many rifles mm -hmm. as others, and so they don't meet the minimum threshold to deal direct with us. They can go to those distributors every day, find a rifle in inventory, have it shipped to them in a day or two, uh -huh. and that Christensen rifle is in their neighborhood gun store in just a couple of days. So See, that just blows my mind. Yeah, it's a pretty I, cool network. I, when I was a kid, you know, growing up, you, know, you guys were always the, the just the creme of the cremes, you know, just the best there was out there and, and still are. But to be able to just go buy one off the shelf is just, just you couldn't do it back then. And it's, yeah. I, I love that you guys have done that. So I want to tell you thank you. And, and the other thing we've noticed, especially a shot this year, more and more international demand for our firearms, more international oh, really? interest, and how do we get your firearms into our country? So it's not just domestic United States market, but we've got a lot of international interest now in our guns. We've always had a little bit, but it seems like that keeps growing over the last few years. So. Interesting. What do you think supply? Oh, it, you know, causing that is. Do you think it's some of these shows, or how do you feel like that word's getting out there? People are seeing them in in Africa or Sweden or the uh, European Union. Somebody goes over there to hunt with one, mm -hmm. and they like the feel of it. They like the technology. Like the, they like the innovation of composites, and they want to own one. That makes sense. If you think about it, a lot of environments in the United States and even other countries. It's not great for a blued steel laminate or walnut stock. You know, mm -hmm. if it rains every other day, that's a lot of moisture. And yeah. our, our, our rifles, we don't have really pretty black walnut stocks, <laughs> right. but they take the weather pretty well. Yeah. So there's a place for them. Man, I, I wish I would have had, so I didn't take my Christiansen's up to Alaska with me, but I, I sure wish I had, because I fell in a, a water hole up there and just soaked my gun yeah. in mud and water. And I thought, man, Composite stock right now would, yeah. would come in handy. Syn synthetic holds weather a lot really, really well. It does. Sure. It does. I want to ask you, going back to your barrels, um, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day that was uh, talking about carbon fiber barrels, and he was worried about the heat distribution of them. And I thought I, I wanted to ask you about that. Is that a concern for you guys about the, the heat distribution from the barrel? Or have you guys ever had issues with that? No, sir. In fact, for us, it's actually a benefit. Really? It is. Carbon fiber has zero thermodynamic coefficient. That is, it's unaffected by expansion and contraction by heat. But one of the values that the unidirectional or the monodirectional layers have in our barrel is they actually conduct heat away from the chamber of the barrel. And our engineers, as they study that, and we've got, we've got thermal photographs showing the heat flow and stuff. Yeah. As our engineers have studied that, they feel like our barrels may even actually last 10 or 20% longer Wow. And a steel barrel of the same outside diameter because of their ability to get rid of heat. I let one of my buddies shoot one of my ARs and, and I handed it to him and he said, Man, that barrel's hot. We haven't shot it very much. And I said, That's because it's getting rid of heat. Yeah, it's, so, it's getting, it, getting it out there and getting dissipating. it dissipating. Yeah, dissipating. That's yeah. the word I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because that's, that's always been the question. Because, like I said, I got another one that's a, it's a carbon fiber barrel, Christensen's. And, you know, I don't shoot it that much. I mean, Pretty much, it's it's one shot. And the animal's dead. And I don't yeah. have to, you know, I don't have to shoot multiple shots out of it. So I've never had to worry about now, it. Now you're just bragging. <laughs> hey, I'm bragging on you. That, that's oh, okay. the gun. That is not the shooter. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's but I, I know you know if you have to shoot five, ten, fifteen times, people worry about the heat sure. of that barrel. They're like, oh, if that can't dispense, is that going to start causing problems to the barrel or the accuracy or whatever? And heat bothers every barrel. Right. Carbon fibers are not completely immune from that. But a carbon fiber wrap barrel manages heat to a greater degree than the, than a conventional steel barrel. There's just the, the 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 carbon fiber allows it to find heat to find a way out of there 
and not be insulated in like a steel barrel. It cools quicker. That's really good to know. In case there is those times that I have to take a few shots. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Follow-up shot? I don't know what you mean. That's a, that's a foreign concept. <laughs> With a 28 nozzle, if you hit it, you're pretty much done. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, and talk about 28 nozzle. And you, you and I kind of talked about this yesterday, but what are you seeing as like as far as chambers? Uh, like, what, what's everybody looking for these days oh, for you guys? That's a good question. And one of the one of the things that's been really phenomenal for us to watch is the release of the seven PRC. Yeah. We worked with Hornady. Hornady worked with us prior to October when it was released. Uh huh. And so we knew of it, but we had no idea the consumer interest that would be there for that caliber. Since the since release in October, our phones have just our phone lines have just burned up for interest in that caliber, wow. and that's it's it's by far the most requested or asked about caliber as people walk into the booth. Is what do you have in seven PRC? Even more than the six five calibers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because I felt like six five, you know, the six five Cree more than six five PRC. That was like the shiny new toy. Oh, yeah. There for a while. Yeah. Seven PRC's kind of taken over that. So last year. Top three, 6.5 Creed, 300 Win Max, 6.5 PRC. There will definitely be a shakeup in those top three at the end of this year. The PRC calibers have been very, very popular. Uh, 6.5 Creed more still, there's a lot of really, really great things about that caliber. Yeah. And so I think there's a place for all of them. But the, the general interest right now, I've never seen as much interest this early in the release of a caliber. As I have, as we have for seven PRC. You're still seeing a little interest in the 6.5 Creedmoor. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Interesting. That's yeah. how when the 6.5 PRC came out, that the the Creedmoor would kind of, you know, dwindle away. That Creedmoor is such a great little caliber ballistically. I think it'll be with us forever. Really? So yes. Yeah. That's interesting. It may not be number one forever, but I think it'll always be there in the top five somewhere. That's a very interesting. So. You know what? I think when people think of Christians in Arms, they think of those elk and deer caliber mm -hmm. type of guns. Yep. What other calibers do you guys offer? Do you offer small calibers, bigger calibers? What, what, what's the, the lineup for you guys? So one of the quickest demographics for us is the long range and, and technical shooters. Uh -huh. And so to help accommodate some of those guys, we've rolled into calibers like 6mm Creedmoor oh, yeah. and 6mm Arc and 6.8 Western. And so we're doing some stuff with some more target-related calibers, mm -hmm. long-range precision calibers, mm -hmm. not necessarily big game applications for those calibers. Gotcha. And so we're doing some of that stuff too. Nice. Anything smaller than six millimeter? Do you guys do anything smaller than that at all? We, we do. We've got the old 22-250 out there still nice. for, for, people, for old school coyote that's, guys. I was you hoping know. you were gonna go there because oh, I yeah. love my 22-250. That's a great rifle in the hands of a good shot. Yeah. That's accounted for a lot of dead coyotes oh. in the West. So I've killed a lot of coyotes with that that yeah. caliber right there. It's yep. tough it's tough to beat it. Yep, great old caliber. So awesome. Anything else coming up for, for Christensen's in the future that we can talk about at this point? Yes, some new stuff and we'll probably have to talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. We uh, that's the cool thing about Christensen arms. Yeah. They're never just gonna sit there and be satisfied with status quo. Right. We're always working on something new. We know our customers depend on us for that. They watch for that. We do. And so, yeah, we've got some pretty exciting new stuff, but it's a little preliminary to start talking about it. Yeah, we're, we got to keep a couple of our cards closer to the vest. Yeah, so. all right. Well, when when they, when we can't talk about those, we're going to have to get together and, and chat about those because, I, you know, I look at Christensen's, you guys, and I was telling you on the way over here, you know, it's, I feel like you guys are the grandfather of, of all this. You know, you and I walk through here and there's, I don't know how many gun companies we pass as we walk through here, but Christensen's, you guys are kind of the, the grandfather of it all. And that I think that's why, because you guys, you're always looking for the next best step. Mm -hmm. What What's the, this, this FFT? Amazing new advancement. 
and, and I think you guys are always looking for that next It's next funny step. you use the term grandfather because we're, we're the youngest company probably in this whole building. Well, I guess we're that's true. 20, 25 years old, you know? Yeah. And there's gun companies in this building one or 200 years old. Yeah. But you are right. We're always working on new innovative ways to bring really quality firearms products to market. Yeah. And so we're going to look for innovation and composites and try to be relevant in the marketplace next year and the year after that. So. Well, and you said it, we're, as, as consumers, we do look for that from you guys. Yeah. You know, we, we, I don't want to put the word ex expect it, but I'm going to put that out there. You know, we, we do expect that from Christensen's Arms. You guys, yeah. you guys are the leader. You're the best of the best. And so we, we do look for that out of you guys. So we, we appreciate that from a consumer standpoint. No, no pressure there, huh? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, so, for so, so for people listening, you know, the best place to get Christians in arms, is it to go to their, their local dealers and, and sure. you know, stop at a sportsman's warehouse, pick it up? Yep, we've got all of our national accounts, Cabela's, Shield, Sportsman's Warehouse. A lot of the smaller dealers will be able to access our firearms through their distributors. And so even if you don't see a Christian's Arms rifle on their shelf when you walk in, just ask them, hey, can I order this Christian's Arms rifle here? And they can go right to one of their distributors and buy that rifle, have it shipped to them, and get it right in your hands. Wow. Is there? Is it taking a lot of time? Because, you know, we went through COVID and you couldn't get a gun to save your life. Is it still bad, to, or hard no, to get a gun? Lead times are very, very good. In fact, the inventory levels at those distributors, there's probably almost every rifle you can think of at one of those distributors ready to ship to you right now. If it isn't, we're probably two to four months out on most of our legacy firearms as far as build and ship mm -hmm. to them. So place the order and we'll go to work. Yeah, that's two to four months isn't bad. They're no. in the middle of COVID. I mean, I remember getting told years it before was, you get something. We were more than 12 months in a lot of cases. Were you yes, really? Sir. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's... I'm glad that we're coming out of that COVID phase where we can actually get stuff. Now, ammunition still... Well, you and I were talking about yesterday, I can't find 28 knots yeah. anyway, yeah, anywhere right now. Definite question mark still, and it may be that way for a while. Does that, and I, I know we're kind of wrapping up, but does that hurt you guys at all, having the, the ammunition crisis or whatever you want to call it? The, the thing that it does for us is it makes consumers sensitive to a certain caliber. Mm. If they understand that there's a severe shortage of ammunition for a certain caliber, then they'll look for that same rifle in a different or comparable caliber. Because a firearm without ammunition is just a paperweight, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's a so, jack handle. Yeah, so it doesn't do any good to own one. Yeah. And so it does affect us in that if there's no ammunition available for a caliber, our consumers and dealers are going to go to another caliber that they can find ammunition for. And we try to base a lot of what we make on feedback from the national accounts. Uh -huh. And not only calibers, but even what bullet weights will you have available to the customers mm -hmm. so that we can have the proper rate of twist on those barrels to shoot that ammunition, whatever they have, efficiently and accurately. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I mean, it's something that's on, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is gone. Uh, it's something that's on everybody's mind is just trying to get ammunition. And, you know, you go to your local store now, and you, you do find the boxes on the shelf, oh, yeah. finally. Not 28 Nosler, but pretty much everything else you're, you're able to find. So hopefully it doesn't impact you. But but you're right. I think that's a good point in that, you know, if, you don't, if they don't have the specific caliber that you're looking for, you can find a similar firearm, same Christians in arm, guarantee yep. in a similar caliber. Yeah, a caliber that will do basically the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah, if you're looking for a 300 PRC, maybe you can't get that at this point, but go get a 300 ROM or yes, something like that, you know. Yep. Or all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, you're probably seeing that now, are you? As more people are going from the ROMs to the, the to PRC. The PRC, yes, sir. PRC is kind of taking over, isn't it? Well, that caliber, and I, I guess we can talk about it on here. Hornady did a very, very good job of engineering those, those calibers. 
Those cartridges push a heavy for caliber bullet. Yeah. Very, very efficiently downrange. There's something to that. Yeah. And so they're going to be great for a long time. I need to research it and figure out how, you know, what what are they doing different with these PRC calibers? Because it's doing, like, the 6.5 is so much better than the Creedmoor, and the 7 is so much better than some of the other 7s out there. And In some ways it is. Yeah. You know, it's the, the PRC, the 6.5 PRC is a little bit different design, more case capacity. Yeah. Higher, higher muzzle velocity, but the Creedmoor, man, it's genetically predisposed to accuracy. Barrels last a little longer, better on recoil, so it's kind of a give and take, you know. That's but true. Holy cow, it, it was never a really good time to find a big game rifle, it's now. Yeah, Because yeah. whatever you want out of that rifle, you can find a caliber that'll deliver it. Yeah, the, the calibers nowadays, it's not, it's not my grandpa's, you know, 30-06 anymore. It's, it's, a different, it's a different world that we have today. But that old 30-06 has done a lot of work <laughs> over the years. So. It's probably killed more elk than any other gun out there. I, I happen to own a couple of them myself, but they're not going anywhere. So. <laughs> are, they, are they Christiansons? <laughs> one of them is. Is it really? Absolutely, yeah. And then, really? I, and I built it just in the last few months. Interesting. Out of, out of more of nostalgia than anything else, mm -hmm. but oh, yeah. So I would yeah. kind of think that like the 30 6 the 270, and I, not that I'm hating on those those cartridges, but I feel like those are kind of starting to fall off with some of these PRCs and things like that coming up. Whenever a caliber starts to establish more of a footprint or more demand in the market, then another caliber suffers a little bit. Yeah. And the 270 wins and the 30 sixes have definitely declined in popularity yeah. in lieu of some of the newer calibers. But that doesn't mean they won't do what they're designed to do. No, no. And it doesn't mean that there's still not those guys out there that love their 270s. Absolutely. Or 30-06. Or 30-06. Or as, as the old timers, the old .06. Yeah, the .06. Yeah, you don't, yeah. Even, you don't even get the 30 in there. That's it's just the right. .06. Yep. <laughs> well, Jeff, I appreciate you coming on with me and taking some time. I know that you're busy here at the, at the Expo, and your booth is crazy over there, so I'm sure that they'll, they'll need you back there. But I appreciate you taking the time to, ch to chat with me. I had a lot of fun. We're glad to come over here and visit with you. We love telling our story. And we love the customers and dealers we have, and so we feel like anytime we can get our message out there, we love to do that. So well, we we greatly appreciate it. It's great for us. It's great to get to know you a little bit better too. And as Good. as some of these advancements come out, man, I'd love for you and I to get together more often. We'll have to come up with some new stuff that'll justify another podcast oh, like this. We we can talk guns all day long. That's right. So you you don't even have to come up with anything new. We can just talk guns. <laughs> Sounds good. Cool. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you.